Fishing for a show aimed at the outdoor enthusiast? Tune in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, Saturday at 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147, and on the Sirius XM app. Welcome in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops. If you love fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors and want to make it even better, you're in the right place with host Rob Keck. Your adventure starts right here. Good morning and welcome, and thanks for tuning in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops, where truly your adventure starts right here. I'm Rob Keck, your host, and I hope you are social distancing somewhere in the great outdoors and having fun, having fun with family and friends, and uh, well, maybe you're on a solitary venture today, casting a fly to a native brook trout in a remote high mountain stream, or maybe you're kayak fishing in a, in a quiet cove for bass panfish or maybe even a catfish well there's so many places on the water that one can retreat to get away from the crowds and let me tell you there's lots of great fishing action and opportunities out there on the water no matter whether it's fresh or salt water but it's all across the country and that said you need to head on out to bass pro shops or cabela's we're going to find everything that you need to fish and maybe even cook your catch well With a dramatic increase in fishing license sales over the last few months, there's many first-time anglers just looking for advice on rods and reels, lures, baits, and all the equipment that they might need. Well, let me tell you that the knowledgeable outfitters at Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, they're ready to assist you with finding exactly what you need to make that next fishing trip enjoyable and successful. Well, let me tell you, Bass Pro Shops founder Johnny Mars, he's challenging families to put down those digital devices and, and discover fishing and the great outdoors this summer. You know, in a world where kids are increasingly surrounded by screens and digital distractions, you know, it's more important than ever to help them get outdoors and discover the joy of fishing. Rest assured that, you know, we at Bass Pro Shops Cabela's have made a commitment to inspiring the next generation of conservationists, sportsmen, and women. And we hope everyone joins us out on the water. Let's go fish. Well, we've got another outstanding show today, and our guest for the entire show is none other than the legendary fisherman, my good friend, Bill Dance. There's no greater ambassador to fishing or or having fun or more than this icon of the great outdoors i mean he is it bill dance is one of my heroes and i've had the distinct pleasure of knowing bill for for many years through our mutual association with bass pro shops and of course founder founder of bass pro shops my good friend johnny morris well you know whether it's serving as grand marshals and starting several of nascar's atlanta's 500s or you know, appearing at a new Bass Pro Shop store opening or simply guiding and having fun with guests at the strip pits of Calhoun, there's no one that can tell a joke or make fun of himself or catch fish better than the pride of Tennessee, Mr. Bill Dance. Well, Bill lives near Memphis, Tennessee, and it's not only his home, but his production studio as well. And from both home and studio, he's built a fishing empire that Includes his TV show, Bill Dance Outdoors, numerous tackle endorsements, how-to seminars, his own magazine, even some bloopers from the show. Well, always wearing that burnt orange and white Tennessee volunteers cap and sunglasses. Everybody recognizes Bill as the staple on fishing television and in the fishing community. And with 41 years and counting on the TV screen, he's been entertaining at all experienced levels of fishermen for generations and he shows no signs of slowing down. Well, I can tell you, he just exudes that likability. And his outgoing and friendly personality makes Bill Dance Outdoors one of the most captivating shows of all time. Well, during this show, our focus is going to be on one of Bill's favorite species, catfish. We're going to talk catfishing and fill you in on a new organization dedicated to catfish and catfishing. An organization that Bill's a charter member of as well as a spokesperson for the American Catfishing Association. So without any further ado, let's welcome the pride of Tennessee, my good friend, the legendary Bill Dance. Bill, welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. Well, doggone it, Ron. It's always uh, a pleasure to be with you, buddy. Always. And, uh, 
you do such a great job for Bass Pro Shop and and Johnny. You know, it's just uh, it's been some time. I think the last time we were together was over at Ducks Unlimited here in Memphis, and we were. Uh, we had a great time with uh, Dale Hall and carrying on, and uh, it's all like I say, it's just always a pleasure to be with you, whether it's, whether we're talking about uh, a conservation issue or whether we're talking about uh, whatever we're talking about. We always have a good time talking about it. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about catfishing, catfishing throughout this show, but I want to know what the heck have you been doing the last couple of months during all this COVID nineteen stuff? Well, you know, we've we've kind of cut back. Uh, the office has been closed, but our editors have been working, uh, coming in a few days a week. They've been doing a lot of work from home. Uh, fortunately, we were far enough ahead uh, with our shows. You know, we do 39 original shows a year, 26 mm-hmm. fresh and 13 salt. And uh, with reruns that uh, allow us to run 52 weeks a year. But fortunately, we were far enough ahead. I've spent a lot of time on the water. Uh, that's the best quarantine in the world, you know, getting out. It is. Uh, <laughs> and I've been spending quite a bit of time helping mold this new ACA into what it's becoming, the American Catfishing Association. So I've been quite busy and doing what I love to do, and that's associating myself with something that has to do with fishing. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about ACA here in just a little bit, but, uh, you know, we've seen this dramatic increase in the sale of fishing licenses all across the country over the last several months, all due to this COVID stuff. And from your perspective, what has this done for fishing and the fishing industry and and for conservation? Oh, let me tell you, um, as bad as it is, uh, it's it's really helped our sport. I, in fact, I just found out just not too long ago, uh, this morning, in fact, uh, from our Tennessee Wildlife Resource Agency, Tennessee alone, our license sales are up $4 million uh, <laughs> over this time last year, uh, which is absolutely amazing. The industry uh, overall, they cannot make uh, terminal tackle sales are just uh, out the roof. <laughs> uh, sales are just uh, unbelievable. They cannot make enough tackle. Uh, I was in a Bass Pro Shop store the other day with one of the tackle managers, or in fact, the manager of the pyramid. He said, I want you to look down through there. Walk with me. And it was early in the morning. It was about 7 o'clock. And we walked down through there. He said, look, I'm out of this. I'm out of that. I'm out of this. And I looked at a rack of about a 60-foot shelf, and 80% of it was just totally empty. He said, I will, I've got a truck out back right now. In fact, I've got two trucks. I'll fill this rack up, and tomorrow night, late tomorrow afternoon, it'll be almost empty again. Amazing. So I'm seeing more and more people fishing. Uh, I know a lot of people, maybe as a result, a lot of people are off work right now, but tackle sales are up. Uh, fish and tackle uh, license sales are up. Uh, uh, more children are starting to fish. Uh, parents are spending more time with their children fishing. Uh, it's um, although it's a bad situation, but from the outdoor side of it, it's been a good situation. So it has, it has, it, has. Look, it really has run. Look, we're going to take our first break here. And we're going to talk a lot more about that uh, when we come back. When we return, going to continue our visit with Bill. This and a lot more coming right up. And I'm Rob Kekahoost here in Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. Sirius XM's Rural Radio is your guide to the agricultural markets. Where expert analysts and traders join our discussion live. Your information. Open up the farm and the challenges we face. You can learn how to do it for yourself. Rural Radio, your gateway to the rural lifestyle. The latest information about hunting, fishing, and more. Rural Radio is the leader in Western sports. We talk about the latest in Western sports. Professional rodeo, bull riding. Sirius XM's Rural Radio. 147. Or listen on your phone when you get out of your car with the Sirius XM app. In 1912, Theodore Roosevelt said, There can be no greater issue than that of conservation in this country. More than a century later, his statement has never been more meaningful. The Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership promotes Roosevelt's commitment to the sporting life by guaranteeing that all Americans have quality places to hunt and fish. Visit trcp.org. 
learn more and take action. Welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. If you just tuned in, we're visiting with the legendary angler, Bill Dance. You know, Bill, there's no doubt that this COVID situation has really brought a lot of people to the outdoors. And, uh, you know, it's just, just been, a, it's been a good thing. It's been a silver lining. But, you know, over the last several years, the sport of catfishing has advanced in popularity. It's tremendously. You and I have talked about this before. And, and, you know, that's where we're going to focus today's show. So, you know, Bill, as we've talked previously, we wanted to spend our time focused on catfish and catfishing. And that said, how big is the catfishing industry or how many catfishmen are there out there? Well, you know, for years and years, we never heard of catfish clubs. We never heard of catfish seminars. <clears throat> we never heard of catfish rods. Uh, oh, you go over there and pick you out a rod. It'll, it, it'll work for catfish. We know that we never heard of hooks being designed for catfish, catfish lines. We never heard of a catfish boat. We never heard of catfish pros. We never really heard of catfish tournaments. But today we're hearing more and more about this. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife reported several years ago that there's 8.1 million anglers wow. that target catfish every year. And that number continues to grow substantially every year. Now, it may be a pro catfisherman that fishes and competes in tournaments. It may be granddaddy fishing with his grandson or granddaughter on, on the creek that flows through the farm. Or it may be fishing... Uh, a pond out back, but the popularity of this sport is growing. Now, how fast is it growing? Catfish is rated by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife number three, just behind panfish. Bass is, still remains number one with approximately 15 million anglers, and I think it's a little bit higher than that. Panfish is number two at 8.4 million, and catfish is close with, at number three. And the only reason panfish may be number two is uh, we need bait. Dropping <laughs> <Probably laughs> trout are tied at number four at 7.8 million. So you think, well, what is it? What's, what's so special about fishing for catfish that appeals to me? Well, where I live in West Tennessee, I'm blessed from the standpoint, I live between two major rivers that are fabulous, fabulous catfish fisheries. The Mississippi, that I can wet a hook in 20 minutes, or the Tennessee, that I can wet a hook in less than an hour and a half. Both are fabulous catfish fisheries. And... It's where I can catch, my. it's our biggest fish to, to fish for, whether it be the yellow cat or whether it be the blue cat. Those are our two biggest cats that, uh, that swim these two waterways. So yeah. the challenge of fishing for these two big fish, uh, that's, that's, what I, that's what I enjoy doing. And I spend yeah. a lot of time through the summer months uh, fishing for these fish so you can fish for them year-round though can't you Bill? oh absolutely absolutely of course the mississippi is a little bit different river than the tennessee uh because it's basically a giant drainage basin it drains the arkansas it drains the missouri it drains the illinois the tennessee the cumberland the ohio but it's it's basically nothing but a giant drainage basin but it's a Fabulous, fabulous fishery, and there's many hundred pound cats that go to go to bed every night, uh, hungry on this river. But in in respect, I mean, uh, there's a tremendous amount of forage in this river too. Yeah, um, but there's well, you know, many hundred pound cats. In fact, this past week, I know of three over a hundred pounds gosh. that were caught on the Mississippi just north of Memphis. So up as far north as St. Louis. So anyway, Amazing. it's uh, 
it's a fabulous fishery, and uh, why well, I enjoy but, it so much. Every time you wet a hook or throw a bait in the river, you don't know if it's going to be a ten pounder, a thirty pounder, a five pounder, or the possibility of a eighty, ninety, or maybe even one over a hundred pounds. Yeah, well, you know, Bill, when we talked earlier. You said that catfish should be reclassified as a game fish, which yeah. it presently isn't. Why is that? Give us your reasoning there. Well, catfish, you know, unlike most other species, is consumable, which means there there are stresses on the nation's fishery from commercial harvesting efforts, along with commercial pressures, and uh, there's lack uh, there's lack. Uh, they lack proper regulations or enforcement on regulations currently in place. As an example, uh, there was a recent post uh, on social media by a group of braggers about harvesting over 21,000 pounds of mature breeding-sized catfish that were removed from area fisheries, and they were transported over state lines and sold to be used in pay lakes. And uh, which is absolutely wrong. Yeah, these fish uh, have always gotten a reputation as a trash fish. But if you if you go in any restaurant and look on the menu, one of the top five to six items on the menu is catfish. Absolutely. And a catfish will give you more three-minute rounds. And when the bout's over, you'll scratch your head and wonder who won the fight. <laughs> They're a tremendous fish. And the state of Tennessee has already claimed catfish as a sport fish. Why aren't they a sport fish? They are a sport fish. They're a great fish. We as youngsters grew up fishing catfish. We didn't classify them as a trash fish. Like a gar, uh, uh, we classified them as a sport fish, and they are sure. sport fish. They're a tremendous fish. They're not only a great fish to eat, to create good table fare, they're a fun fish to catch. And as youngsters growing up, we all we all caught catfish, and we didn't look at them as a trash fish that you'd just you'd catch him and throw him back, like we would other species of fish. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, I classify that fish as a sport fish, and many yep. fishermen do. Commercial fishermen uh, that we don't have as many as we once did, uh, they probably gave that fish a, a reputation as a trash fish. But when they sold it, it surely wasn't a trash fish. It was a consumable yep. fish that was good for the table. Well, look, that's going to take us to our next break. When we come back, I want to talk. I want to lead off by catfish needing a voice. Well, we've got a lot to talk about. This and a whole lot more coming right up. And I'm Rob Kank, your host here on Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. Thanks for joining us, and we will be right back. Embrace the rustic elegance of a bygone era at Big Cedar Lodge. Located 10 miles south of Branson, Missouri, Big Cedar Lodge is a masterpiece that brings together natural beauty and contemporary luxury. Visitors are invited to explore and experience some of the most popular amenities here. At Big Cedar Lodge, you'll find casual dining options in an unparalleled atmosphere, with signature dishes and local favorites highlighting classic menu items. Take in spectacular views at Devil's Pool, live entertainment at the Buzzard Bar, or relax at Truman Coffee and Cafe all surrounded by the natural ambiance of the Ozark Mountains. One of the newest additions to the property is Cedar Creek Spa. This 18,000 square foot world-class spa is a private oasis with soothing pools, fireplaces, and a full-service salon. In addition to the complete spa experience, there are private suites available. All of these features make Big Cedar an ideal destination for weddings, corporate gatherings, and more. Families have been visiting Big Cedar Lodge for generations, looking to experience what many call a little piece of heaven on earth. To learn more, visit BigCedar.com or call 1-800-BC-LODGE. 
and welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. Thanks for joining us here. And we're discussing the world of catfish with legendary angler and TV host of Bill Dance Outdoors, the man himself, Bill Dance. You know, with the tremendous popularity of catfishing literally exploding, you know, it's been unfortunate that uh, the catfishing segments remain fragmented and seemingly lost without a proper direction and, and stability like found within other segments of the recreational fishing industry. Well, with the surprising statistics and the number of dedicated catfish anglers, you know, it remains an obvious supposition that the catfishing segments reached a market maturity that certainly would support and welcome its own dedicated association. And that is where it's happening right now. We're going to discuss it here. But I want to lead off, Bill. You told me when we had a talk here about two weeks ago that catfish need a voice. Why is that? Well, you know, as mentioned, uh, catfish need to be classified as a game fish nationwide. And most importantly, Rob, there needs to be regulations protecting the breeding size catfish with reasonable over and under limits put, put in place. And because of the commercial aspect of catfish, there needs to be, uh, there, there just needs to be better efforts in place to prevent fisheries from being ravished for the purpose of stocking pay lakes and over-harvesting for consumption. Um, the Tennessee started a program about 15 years ago. We were the first state to put a size limit on these trophy fish, and it's worked beautifully, and fishermen like it. They realize the importance of, of a trophy fish. It's hard to replace what you take away. How are you going to grow a 50, 60, 70, 80, 90-pound fish when you take it away when it's 30 pounds, 40 pounds? Yep. Yep. And those fish are not good for consumption. Your, your, yep. your, your best eating fish are the two- to six-pound fish, mm-hmm. and that's what the market wants from, sure. commercial, from a commercial standpoint. So the bigger fish are the big are the fun fish to catch, and that's the that's the sport fish, the big yeah. fish, yeah. And that's what a lot of people are enjoying fishing for. So um, to take these big fish, it's like as I said, it's like money in the bank. It's hard to replace what you take away. So um, my my suggestion is, you know. And that's what the Tennessee did with this 34-inch size limit. And what we're trying to do, uh, several states joined in with Tennessee. Uh, Mississippi, Alabama, uh, Kentucky, and I think Missouri for a while. Mm -hmm. And then with commercial fishermen raised so much cane, especially in Arkansas, Arkansas, the Mississippi borders like 350 miles of shoreline. And commercial fishing, it's just unbelievable, the amount of commercial fishing that goes on. Uh, on, the, on the Mississippi, that borders the state of Arkansas. We could, not get, uh, we could not get Arkansas to go along with a 34-inch size limit. By having a voice like the American Catfish Association, to tell the story and to explain what and why we need these programs and the importance of having size limits and having a voice. We can go to Louisiana, which borders two sides of the Mississippi. We can go back to Mississippi we can go to Arkansas to their game and fish commissions. We can go to Kentucky, Missouri, Illinois, Kentucky, and get them more aware of how just important a commodity these big fish are and put more a size limit on it. What you could do, I asked one time, I said, I went with a guide who became a very good friend of mine. I read an article that he on, uh, about him fishing the Mississippi River. And I said, I called him. I said, I want to go fishing with you. 
and I want you to show me. I'd fished the Mississippi a little bit, but nothing like what I'd seen and heard of about what he had done. And I went with him, and I watched on the Arkansas bank a netter just throwing fish after fish after fish in, in, in his boat. And I said, what is he doing? And he said, he's harvesting fish. And I said, well, is there a limit on that? And he said, no. I said, you mean to tell me he can take as many fish as he wants? He said he can do this every single day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And I said, there's no limit on catfish? He said, and no size on those fish? And there were 20 and 30 pounders he was throwing in there. Wow. And, And all the small fish, he said, no limit. And I said, in other words, he could bring a trawler from Louisiana up here and if he could catch them, he could get 3,000 pounds of catfish a day and take them back to Louisiana? He said, absolutely. I said, Amazing. what is right with that? I said, there's limits on crappie in the river. There's limits on white bass in the river. There's limits on sea runs in the river. There's limits on uh, deer that walk up and down the banks of the river. Yep. There's limits on on everything. Ducks that fly the, the Mississippi River Flyway. Why isn't there a limit on catfish? Well, there yeah. never has been. But what you're and talking said, about is catfish conservation. Conservation that is so, so important to all of our fish and wildlife species. We just have a minute left, but I, I want to get really here to the heart of this organization that you're a charter member of, the spokesperson for the American Catfishing Association, we've referred to it, you've referred to it, and here just in this next 30 seconds before we get to take this break, because we're going to come back to it, tell us in just short order, what will this organization do for what you're talking about, Bill? Well, the, the new American Catfish Association will be an organization that will undoubtedly set new standards within the fishing communities. More importantly, the ACA will serve its members as a voice and an effort for conservation and regulation reform. Additionally, the ACA will offer resources and benefits to its members and help protect this game fish and set, and set uh, hopefully, new limits to help, protect this great game, to help protect this great fish. Man, great stuff. Look, we're going to take our next break. We're going to come right back to it. We've got a lot more to talk about in ACA. So... When we return, going to continue our conversation with Bill. This and much more coming right up. And I'm Rob Keck, and you're listening to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. We'll be right back. This is a public service announcement test from TakeMeFishing.org to determine if you need a fishing license and boat registration before heading out on the water. Let's begin. Are you a bear? Do you have a beak? Does your name rhyme with old beagle? Do you dart in front of cars? Here's a tough one. Do you have plumage? Do you rub your body against things to mark them? Do you have webbed feet? No, I mean like a... Were you hatched? Do you have fur? I'm not talking back hair. Does your boat fly south for the winter with the other boats? Regardless of how you answer, you need to be licensed and registered because it helps local conservation efforts protect the very natural resources you enjoy boating and fishing in for generations to come. Do your part at TakeMeFishing.org. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, and we are deep in the subject of catfish and the newly formed American Catfishing Association with our good friend, Bill Dance. You know, Bill, you were outlying or just giving us the examples of some of the things that uh, ACA would do. Tell us a little bit about who's behind the organization and how's the fishing industry responding to ACA? Well, well, you know, I, it, you know, we were just before your last break, you know, you asked me, what is American Catfish Association? What can it do? Well, I, as I just said, you know, the American Catfish Association, what, it can, what it's going to do and what it is, it's just, it's an organization that without question, is going to set new standards within the fishing communities. More importantly, what it's going to do, it's going to serve its members as a voice 
and an effort for conservation and regulation reform. Now, the second question we're talking about now, additionally, the ACA will offer resources and benefits to its membership like nothing we've ever seen before. It will unify tournaments, educate the novice, as well as the seasoned anglers, and it will give the entire fishing industry a place to show off both new and established brands and products. And the best part is it will eliminate the segment fragmentations, creating a community of fellowships and unify of catfishing to be what it really is. And the idea for the association, this idea has been kicked around for several years, but no one has ever moved it forward uh, until a bunch of dedicated folks in the industry, including me, I got involved because I believe so strong in it, until we all got together last fall and decided that there had been enough talk and it was time now to make it happen. And we all stepped up to try to get it going. And we got it going. And let me tell you, there's been a lot of work and a lot of people have worked their fanny off to make this happen. And their dedication and all their hard work uh, is just absolutely unbelievable. Now, as far as how the fishing industry is responding to ACA, well, Rob, let me tell you, the response has been absolutely overwhelming. Companies and brands are lining up to support the ACA efforts. Conservation and regulation policies are taking shape. Uh, uh, catfish anglers are literally pouring in, uh, reserving their membership. Committee seats are filling up. Tournaments are beginning to form an alliance. So, yeah, the response, uh, oh, it's been doggone fantastic. That's um, great. Good news. We we have talked to one, two, three, four, five or six leaders I'm talking about leaders in the industry about this program, and every one of them are are behind it 100%. They think it's fantastic, and they realize the importance of it. No doubt. Um, when you've got industry behind, behind it, you know, it's 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 got to take off. And, you know, for, for many of you wondering more about it, you just Google ACA, American Cat Fishing Association, and you can find out a lot about those details, some of the plans. So it's just in its infancy. It's still just really, uh, you know, getting its legs, so to speak. And I think one of the most exciting things to me, Bill, that you've touched on is the kind of clout that an organization like ACA can have on legislators and on those in the agencies, the state fish and wildlife agencies that regulate this Give me your thoughts on how big of a clout this could be for the resource. Oh, it could be tremendous. There's no question about it. Well, first of all, you know, getting catfish classified as a game fish nationwide is important. And equally important are limits and limits that are going to protect the trophy size from being overfished and harvested. But from what I understand, um, the industry is going to benefit economically tremendously from from this you follow me you betcha if if you could see if you could see rob what the boating industry has done these catfish boats mm-hmm. the um the the live wells the oxygen tanks that are put in these things these fishermen take extreme care of these fish when they're caught um if you could see the uh, the rods, the reels, the line, the equipment, uh, these these fishermen are, are go- and the equipment that they're buying, it's it's benefiting the industry tremendously. Absolutely, you know one of one of the things that you did was open my eyes up, and I think that a lot of this in the industry is coming from these tournaments, which I wasn't even aware of. And, you know, until you opened my eyes up about this growing number of catfishing tournaments, uh, obviously the industry that grows up around something like this, just like with BASS, is huge. 
So why don't you tell us about those? We've got just about a minute here uh, until we take our next break, but tell us about those. How many tournaments, how many events, participants, purses are out there for catfishing? Well, it's surprising to me. <clears throat> the the t- tournaments themselves, Bass Pro Shop sponsors quite a few of these tournaments. And the payout in some of these tournaments is, is in excess of $200,000. Wow, wow. Um, there'll be a big one out of Memphis, uh, out of the Pyramid, uh, this September. Uh, there'll be one, uh, I can think of, I can think of three or four right off the top of my head uh, that are coming up in August and September that will have a payout of over $200,000. Amazing. Amazing. And several of them are on the Mississippi. Uh, There's, I think, on the Ohio River. There's several on some big Texas reservoirs. This thing has gotten to be extremely popular. If you look at BASS, where Bass started, the Bass Angler Sportsman Society, yep. ACA took a lot, took a lot of what Bass did, and they were light years ahead of where Bass was at the same time. You follow mm-hmm. me? I do. I do. Let's hold that thought. <clears throat> I want to come back to that. We got to take our next break. Folks, we're returning, going to continue our discussion with Bill right here in Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. This is Rob Keck, and we will be right back. We all have it. Whether it was passed down from our fathers or grandfathers, we knew it was there, inside us. That need, that longing to walk among the wild. But it's more than just our love of the outdoors that keeps us coming back. It's knowing we serve a purpose to give more than we take. That we're here to carry on a legacy and become stewards of our wildlife. This place embodies that legacy with over a mile and a half of walkable trails and 35,000 live fish, mammals, reptiles, amphibians, and birds to teach and inspire. Stop and you'll feel it. Listen and you'll hear it. Asking you to share the wonder. The Wonders of Wildlife National Museum and Aquarium. Share the wonder. And welcome back. And thanks for tuning in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. If you've just tuned in, we're talking with the most iconic name in fishing, Bill Dance. And we're talking about catfish and catfishing. And we were talking right before the break. I know I cut you off, Bill, about these tournaments and about how they have advanced uh, working a lot from the playbook of BASS. So they've gotten a real jump on that. And, you know, with that being said, you may want to add something to that, but will catfishing tournaments then be a big part of the American Catfishing Association? Well, let me, let me, let me kind of clear something up. ACA was created not as a tournament holder, but mm-hmm. as a tournament assistant. Gotcha. Now, ACA's objective for the nation's tournament is to offer better management, uh, promotional services, scheduling, and sponsorship assistance. In other words, Rob, in short, to help create an alliance of events. Now, you're probably saying, well, do you see any similarities with ACA, like you're saying, in the early days of bass. Well, okay, that was your question. Sure, some you do. Obviously, both strive for valued memberships. they got to have memberships. You bet. Now, where the difference is, uh, and, I, and I lived those days. I mean, I was with Ray Scott, the founder you of did. bass, and I I. I, I I, I remember those days. Goodness gracious, do I remember. It goes back a long way, for sure. Yeah, it does, buddy. Um, Bass was created primarily as a tournament organization with member benefits being secondary. Now, the ACA is being created with a primary focus on the benefits it can provide 
its members, which include conservation and regulation efforts, followed by tournament alliance, education, and so forth. Now, I mentioned a minute ago uh, the kind of specialized catfish boats that you see in these tournaments. Yeah, I want to hear more about that. Well, okay. Uh, Now, these boats that are primarily used for catfishing, well, you'll find most of them have, they're a little bit wider beams, shallower drafts. They're very durable, and they feature live wells that are considerably larger, have greater circulation, uh, filtration on them, and in some cases, they have oxygen built in. In other words, they're running constant water from the river, just constant running, and that's the key to keeping these fish alive. Mm-hmm. They perform as great tournament platforms as well uh, if you want to take your family out for a weekend family outing. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> there's a lot that goes into these catfish boats, and you would be shocked. I remember Johnny uh, Johnny Morris told me one time, he said, you know, these guys that catch these catfish out on the river in practice, what do they do with them? I said, they just catch them and they release them. He said, well, they're their fish to do whatever they want to with. And I said, sure. And I said, they can only catch one a day uh, over 34 inches. And uh, most of them turn them back. And he said, well, if they caught one gigantic fish, you think we could put it in the pyramid in the in the giant <laughs> aquarium? I said, sure. And he said, well, you reckon we could have a big aerated boat? They could call us and we could go get it to keep it alive? I said, they can keep it alive, Johnny. Well, how would they do that? I said, they have 100-gallon live wells in their boats <laughs> with, with oxygen. They They do what, Bill? <laughs> and I said, yes, they have 100-gallon live wells built in their boats with oxygen and constant circulation. They can change the water completely over in their boat constantly, 100 gallons. They're just constantly changing that 100 gallons, and they've got oxygen. Oxygen. You're kidding me. I said, no, I'm not kidding you. That fish is as healthy when he comes in as he was when he was caught. He said, well, I can't believe that. I said, well, believe it, Johnny. It's the truth. I said, these guys, these fish are so healthy. And they take, they, these anglers take so good care of these fish. And I said, these fish, you just can't believe. At a weigh-in, you would be shocked at the mortality rate. It is just practically zero. That's a good and thing. And they've learned how to where to release them back into the current in the Tennessee Wildlife Resource Agency. They're right here. Their biologists and their people are right here to take care of those fish. As soon as they come in, they're weighed, they're put in aerated tanks, and they're taken right back to the river and released right into the current. They, they take care of them. But these fishermen, these boats are so well built and heavy-duty, uh, they, it's amazing what they've done. The rods today, they've got catfish rods that sell for over $200. They're electronics on these boats. These guys can read these electronics, these catfishmen, and say, there, there's, there's, there's two big cats right there, right <laughs> on the edge of that, uh, that current line. Uh, and they, they know the, how to bait, know where to get their bait. They know where to go catch their bait. They know how to read current lines, counter-current lines. They know how to look, uh, read. They're just they're unbelievable. How, yeah. Just like the bass guys are in in their sport, these catfishmen are, are just as trained in their sport. And it's, yeah. um, it's amazing. Look, and, let's let's just stop right there. I want to, I want to come back to this. We've got to take our final break. But I, when we come back, I want you to talk to us about setting up a rod reel and line related equipment to catch catfish. I don't want our listeners, I don't want us to leave here with at least not giving them a good tip. If we're going to take that final break. We're going to continue our visit with Bill. This and much more coming right up. You listen to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. This is Rob Keck, and we will be right back. 
Years ago, sportsmen led the first revolt to save what was left of North America's dwindling wildlife resources, and it took purpose and commitment. This crusade began with Theodore Roosevelt's forming the Boone and Crockett Club in 1887. Since then, sportsmen and women have been at the forefront of every environmental revolution in this country, providing the vision, funding, and manpower to establish and run what has become the most successful system of wildlife management in the history of mankind. Yet to this day, our story remains relatively unknown, especially to those who don't hunt or fish. We must tell this story, but we need to do more than that. We must insist that others who claim to be conservationists but work tirelessly on campaigns to end all hunting honestly examine the evidence and then ask themselves where would the wildlife they cherish be without sportsmen's dollars and without sportsmen's efforts. Conservation had a beginning, but it has no end. To learn more, visit BooneAndCrocketClub.com. And welcome back to our final segment of Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. And I tell you, we've been having a wonderful, educational, enlightening visit with the legendary fisherman, my fishing hero, Bill Dance. All right, Bill, we've got listeners out there. They want to know how to set up their rod, reel, line, equipment, bait to catch a catfish. Lay it on them. Well... You know, if you're, if, I think if you're going for a trophy catfish, you need to go where trophy catfish live, and that's um, in our area and here in the southeast. Um, it's usually our big rivers. It would be probably the Tennessee, uh, the Ohio, the Mississippi. I just read an article in um, one of the leading sport magazines. That rated the Mississippi, the Tennessee, the Ohio. The Cumberland's still a good, uh, a big fish river. Uh, the big rivers would be the ideal place. Now, as far as the techniques, uh, it depends on the time of the year. During the warmer months, uh, big blue cats are usually the, the number one target. Uh, some guys that fish for yellow cats takes more of a finesse technique. Uh, I don't fish for them because I can't catch them. It's, uh, they're very difficult to catch compared to the blues. More fishermen fish blues than they do yellows. Um, although, if you're good at it and you know how to do it, uh, yellow cat fishing uh, can be good. I don't know how to do it. I catch some few yellows, but I catch them by mistake. Um, I catch them fishing for blues, but I catch them by accident when I catch one. But I target blues, and the, the technique used is drift fishing or control drift or bottom bumping, as they call it. And the technique is a medium heavy rod, seven to seven and a half feet in length, uh, now, the majority of fishermen select and use a medium to a medium heavy seven, seven and a half foot rod, similar to a flipping stick. Mm-hmm. A rod with a fast action, uh, fast tip with a tremendous amount of backbone. Uh, using braided line somewhere in the 40 to 65 pound braid. Braid is so much more sensitive than mono. It doesn't stretch. Uh, creates tremendous amount of feel. Uh, the weight varies to the current and to the depth. Uh, we're talking on the average of four to eight ounce bank sinkers. Mm-hmm. The hook size depends on the size of the cut bait you use, and it would be probably an eight-ounce circle hook uh to a 10 out. That's how it's rigged. And it's more of a a drop shot type rig, the way it's rigged. Yep. Uh, it's rigged with um, a 50 pound, 50 to 60 pound leader, drop shot leader, or, or trotter leader. Yep. Uh, to a three way swivel rig. And then your other tag end goes to, uh, which could be, say, 30 to 40 pound uh, to your to your weight, because you can break it and you don't lose your complete rig. But your heaviest uh, mono of your 
50 to 60 pound should be, uh, that goes to your hook, and it should be the heavier of the mono. Yep. Well, look, we're just about out of time. People always want to know, what is your favorite catfish bait? If you had one thing to pick, what would it be? There's a lot of different baits that work, but probably the most consistent and used by more catfishermen would be freshwater herring. And another common name for that would be skipjack. It's a skipjack that's found in our running waters. Of uh, uh, They're in the Mississippi River, but not as abundant as they used to be. But they're found in the Tennessee River uh, and many of our Kentucky Lake. Pickwick Lake, below uh, Pickwick Dam, they catch them in the tail race waters there. They catch them uh, on Shibichi rigs. They catch them below Wilson Dam, Gunnersville Dam. Uh, and then uh, you catch them a lot of times in the main lake. But yep. skipjack, it's uh, cut bait is what most of the yep. catfish right. use. We got, we got just less than a minute here to go on the show. I want you to make a final word, a final uh, urge to our listeners out there about ACA, the American Catfishing Association, why they need to join. I'd just like for everybody to realize that uh, we need a voice, and we finally have a voice. It was created, as I said, uh, not as a tournament holder, but as a tournament assistant. And we finally, we've, we've been wanting to know for years and years about one key word, research, conservation, how to protect these fish. I just want to say thanks and making this big push for the American Catfishing Association. Congratulations on an amazing career. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for being such a wonderful ambassador, not only fishing, but to the great outdoors. God bless you and your wonderful family. And, folks, that's going to wrap it up today here in Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. I'm Rob Keck, behalf of Bass Pro Shops, where your adventure always starts right here. Thanks for answering the call, that call to conservation, preserving our rich hunting, fishing, and trapping heritage. We'll see you next week. This has been Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, talking all things outdoors, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops, your outdoor leader. Join us next Saturday and every Saturday for more special guests and unique locations. 